Krom. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. All right, guys. Okay, small talk is over. So let's do a quick recap just to make sure we're all on the same page as far as how play will progress. Okay. Uh, We went back out after returning to the, uh, the keep. We we did some uh, banking, uh, did some antiquing, <laughs> and your right? your your spoils are all at the keep, right? Mm-hmm, that's you, right. You cashed in your riches. Mm-hmm. You counted that out, and you have a grand total of what's been converted over to your debit card, right? Yep, we have two hundred eighteen gold. Okay, um, and then one hundred and fifty pending the successful journey south in the next two weeks. And that Perhaps. that involves the idol being handed over to the. Uh, no, that is no, that for, for the for silver the base. base. Yeah, we haven't. Oh, done, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we okay. haven't done anything with the idol yet. So, because he did not, he was not able to effectively give you a a price point for right. it. The urn is something that can be sold yeah. south, mm-hmm. and so you turned it over, and he said I'll be able to give you 150. Yep. Upon, upon you know taking it to south town yes and then we went back out uh, arranging uh-huh. and came upon a um uh we, we you had you ran into one of the long neck weasel cats what what is their uh proper name their northern name uh am j- i close jatabi jatabi okay yeah. um and then Furka died because he did not make his will save against the uh poison of the weasel cat this and we threw him up onto the back of one of the pack mules, and we returned to the keep. And Curate von Wittenberg would, said he would conduct uh, Furka's last rites in the name Perun. Perun. And that is where we left it. Okay. So it is the end of the day, and you returned with your guy mm-hmm. with, with Furka. With Furka. Mm-hmm. And so Ferk is dead, and that is where we are. I think we're back at the the keep. Um, I think that we arranged a funeral service to for say the, goodbye for the next day, right? Because you actually weren't able to meet with the curate. You met with. Like, I thought we took him there, and that's where like that we were intending to talk to him, and then right, sort but of you kind of like left him with another lower cleric, right? And. The idea was the curate would return and you would, they would do the, the all the overnight cleanse and the the rays of the first morning light. He would be uh, ferried along to the other side. That's where we, I think that's where we left it. 
Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I was a little bit drunk. <laughs> me too, buddy. But, but I mean, that's <laughs> that sounds good to me. Okay. I think we should maybe sell his armor and things to pay for his services and donate that to the church. Okay. So that's something that we can easily do. Payroon might smile upon us. And then uh, are you staying there at the uh, the tavern slash common rooms where you've stayed in, in nights past? Yep. Okay. And just to, just to recall, there's been, you know, raiding parties in the area, so the the statement stands that it's supposed to be day missions with with nightly returns to the keep basically across all of the various uh, members of the watch and y'all are sort of umbrellaed under that okay okay so uh, I take it that you guys are gonna crash out then uh, after after a bit of, of reminiscing of your times with Furka, you guys don't really know his whole story, but, but uh, you know, he was a shepherd of the hills. Before that, he was a Kalish uh, orphan that was brought in. So he's had an, uh, sort of a vagrant lifestyle, but, uh, but in the short time that y'all knew him, uh, he was certainly one of your party. So it's, it's a mournful evening. You retire to the common, the common room and uh, the standard... Uh, rights that you were informed at the the chapel involve you being up at first light. So presumably your your sort of uh, a hand upon you and an acolyte awakes you, and it's still slightly dark outside. And so you all get together and you're able to to walk out into the area in front of the chapel. And what you see there as the, 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 the first gray bits of sunlight are coming over the walls of the keep is, is the, uh, the, the, the stacking of wood in a pyre and the, the sort of holy passage, at least for the, for the proper burial like this here with, you know, within the Trinity, would it be involved uh, the, the standard sort of burning up of the body as sort of the, the, the ferrying along to the forge? Parents, cool. parents' hammers will strengthen his soul for the uh, feasting and the fighting that he will do forevermore. So, uh, it's, a, it's a better funeral than he would have got had he stayed a shepherd. So, as they're preparing the body, they lay him there on the pyre. Uh, there's a number of acolytes. There's three that are preparing things, uh, and when it looks like things are in order. Uh, the door of the chapel comes open. And again, the chapel is sort of at the, the wall that's the intermediate. Uh, it's sort of the divider between the north portion of the keep and the southern portion of the keep. And so the door comes open, and, and it's, it's room 17, at least on the map. But in that area between 17 and 18, that's where the pyre is, is set up. Uh, but a very large burly i mean this man looks more like a blacksmith in his in his prime as opposed to uh a, a lowly or or at least like a you know a wizened uh cleric this man is a strong uh defender of the faith and he looks like he would be just as just as well placed in front of a forge as in front of an altar to a warrior god uh and he comes out and he has uh a torch that's unlit, but with just a little bit of ceremony. It's pretty short. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Perun doesn't have much in the way of words to uh, to to go about this. Uh, you know the the liturgy is pretty short, but the curate lights the torch, 
says uh, a few short words and then sets him ablaze. And with that, it's the, the, the acolytes are standing in silence. And the, the idea here is that, uh, you know, silence on behalf of Furka until the body's consumed and then, you know, then the service is concluded. I wiped a single tear from my eye. Yodas is Sumerian. He can't cry, so I cry for him. <laughs> I see you rubbing your eyes over there. You really are crying. No. Yes. It's okay. Don't be ashamed. Perko was a good dude. Yeah. It's cool. We think. <laughs> or he could be the uh, Prince of the Thieves that we learned about. In which the case. The question really is, did we ever find out that he believed in Peru? <laughs> doesn't matter. He, he He's going to be feasting with Peru. He was an atheist <laughs> the whole time. Uh, no, we did not learn that. <laughs> Maybe he follows Svarog. Could be. Uh, but well, it's all one and the same, right? Yeah, they're it's, different it's a, aspects. It's a trinity, trinity here. You've got Velos and then Svarog and then Perun, and they're all kind of one and the same. So the forge itself is sort of the All Father, and so this is sort of a a three-way uh, overall uh, service that's going down here. I walk up uh, to the, the pyre as it begins to die down and pick up one of the ceremonial hammers that are, that are there and cling it once on the ceremonial anvil that is placed near the forge in remembrance of Furka. And then I place the hammer back down in front of the anvil and then I walk I away. I use my axe to create some wood shavings to help feed the fire. Okay. Uh, the curate nods in assent. That, seemed, that seems like a, if, if not slightly uh, non-traditional component, it's something that at least is, is very much appropriate, right? You're feeding the fire for the forge here. So that's, that's something that Svarog would look upon kindly. And uh, he was a lumberjack. It's what my people do. Jack Lumber. That and make paper towels. And pallets. <laughs> so as the, uh, as the fire burns, I mean, it takes a while to consume Furka, but uh, as the fires are, are burning down to just hot coals and, and the fire is, is at that lower rate, uh, it's beginning to get lighter and the sun... Is, is striping the sky uh, a multitude of colors. It looks like it's going to be a, a beautiful day, and the, the rain that's come over the past couple days is clearing off, and so so you're getting a spectacular view here, and maybe that's related to Furka's passing. Maybe it's just coincidence. Who can say? Uh, but regardless, morning is coming here on the keep, and there's starting to be activity all around you. I feel as though the door to Valhalla was open to accept Furka and is now closed and we can't we can't linger here we must continue our quest Aye. I'm gonna go up to the the uh, dying embers of the fire and grab some ash and rub it into a rub it into the wood of a couple of the arrows that I'm carrying okay nice make that some payback okay so at this point, uh, you all sort of woke up and went to this funeral ritual. 
Uh, presumably the cleric needs to, to pray and gather his spells for the day, and you guys need to get dressed and outfitted for whatever you're going to do. So yeah. so give me some direction as far as how you're starting your your procedures now. I return back to the room. Okay. Um, do my uh, Payroon prayer. Uh, read read the uh, the scripture. And um, I now have been graced with the power to cure and the power to bless. Okay. So this is in the, the common room. So you're like mm-hmm. over at your, at your area. And what about, uh, what about you? Uh, you all over there. Uh, just getting ready for the day, getting my equipment on, um, eating breakfast, waiting for the priest. Same. Washing up. Washing. Making sure everything's sharp. Okay, so at this point, you guys are kind of splitting up and going to your respective rucksacks and you're milling around your own packs. You're taking a little bit of time to reflect uh, and you're, you're getting yourself together. So go ahead and all of you roll a d6 and tell me what you roll. Two. Five. Five. Okay. Okay. Now, all of you roll uh, 3d6 and tell me what you get. Like add it all together or? Yep. Okay. Eight. Seventeen. Say that again, Mike. Seven. Okay. Uh, John, and what did you get? Thirteen. Okay, uh, and so that was a wisdom save. So at three d six. So who all made their wisdom saves? I did. It's under the wisdom. That's right. I did. I did. Okay. The priest better of. Yeah, I did. So you guys uh, are are doing your doing your Lord's work. In the case of the priest, uh, the other guys are going back around their sacks. Basically, you're doing your morning constitutionals. You're eating a little bit, uh, getting a little bit of food on your stomach, sort of reflecting on the day. About the same time, all through the mid morning, about the time that you would normally be waking up. Uh, actually, you start to feel a little bit sick in your belly, and you start to get uh, the 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 hang the the feeling of like a just a really shitty hangover and and a headache it's it's just a dull lethargy and pain that sets in all across your body and it lasts for just a couple minutes uh and that's when you you rolled these these various uh 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 checks that that we just played through now as you all sort of come back together for your your morning activities uh what you see is a pretty a pretty horrific Sight. You pooped the bed, didn't you? Yodis, you pooped the bed. I so, never did that. It's terrible. So, Mike, in your case, uh, one thing that your your colleagues notice immediately when whenever you come up to, to Alois and look at him is that his left eye has gone milky, milky white, and there is no color to it. And so, Mike, this is something that you could not... Uh, you, you didn't have any necessarily necessary sort of indication that this was happening, but it's it's quite horrifying for your for your uh, compatriots to see. Can I see out of both eyes still, or am mm-hmm. I down to one? No, no, you can see out of both eyes. It seems 
it seems oh. okay. It's not something that you noticed. I mean, beyond this this feel that is that course through your body, this overall feel of of, of pain and, and discomfort. Uh, this is merely cosmetic. <laughs> at, least, right. at least it's not my knot. Let's cut some leather and cover that up. I can't look at that. Uh, but I need both eyes to shoot my bow. So, in the case of Gustav and Yodis, you go down to, to cut a piece of leather to make sort of a patch to go over Alois's eye, and you're busying yourself, and it's at that point that you all both look down and notice that your left hands have turned a mottled, liver-spotted uh, uh, overall appearance of just... <laughs> it looks like you have a mix of a bad sunburn as well as the hand of of a supremely old man. You know what I mean? Like with like liver spots and freckles all over it. Supremely old. And it looks just, it looks horrible. Uh, I touch, I touch Yodis with my rotten hand. Uh huh. And you touch him with your rotten hand and like, I mean, the feeling, I gently caress his cheek. Okay. So you do that. Uh, (laughs) and go ahead, Mike, let's see here. Yeah, your okay. Ca- okay. no, your character is touching Alois or Yodas. Yodas, okay. Yeah. So Yodas, let's see here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't really uh, touch my eyes to you guys. So, so. Uh, you go ahead and you're gonna take one d10 points of damage. Holy moly! So uh, <laughs> if you would go ahead, uh, Gustav, and roll that damage. So one d10. That's what you're gonna take, Yodas. D10. Yeah, it, it is one of the. Um, it looks like a top. Yep. Okay. Five. Okay, so you've taken you took five points of damage. That hand, you lay it upon his face, and it just like sends waves of cold. It's like you freezer burned his left cheek. Holy crap! Perun. So, so bonus. Now you've got an offhand weapon. <laughs> I do have an offhand weapon. Um, I'll, I can cure you back up, dude. Okay. Um. I wonder what this eye does. I don't know. <laughs> is this because we breathed in the Jatabi fumes? Uh, I think it's because we took that idol. I didn't touch it. No, I think it's because we have it. I think it's because no, we, we all touched it. Yeah, everybody touched it. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> touched it. Yep. <laughs> you guys were passing it around willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's this? Oh, a shock of the priest. I had to know. You touch it. Now you touch it. <laughs> Lick it. Yep. <laughs> So we should go check on that guy. So Alois. <laughs> so Alois. Need to see what happened to him. Uh, so Alois, yes. you uh, have a negative two to your charisma now. So that modified your charisma by negative two. Okay, that's cool. I'm at eight. Yeah. So uh, make sure that that is consistent. I mean, that I think that takes you down to a negative roll, a negative one for charisma rolls. And associated, Probably. I think. It's a good thing I'm not the leader of the party. Uh, well, and that that was uh... Gustav and Yodis. You are both at a negative two points to your dexterity, and that may never be regained. Oh no, may never, as in possibly never, or will and never ever. It's it's it's, it's unclear. It's, it's negative two from what it is now, and it's okay. not a temporary modifier. It's a permanent. That's what your situation is. Oh, man. Priest, what happened? Uh, something bad. So, uh, so John, make sure you note that. So your your dex just basically did. just yeah. changed. Yeah. yeah. I did. And so what does that take your dex down to? 
Nine. Okay. And what about you, Josh? Yeah, eleven. Okay. Uh, cool. So, so that's that's that. But I have a rad touch attack now. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I just can't. I just don't. I, I get nothing. That's that's so sad. I, bet, I can't I touch bet, my eyeball to people. I bet you can see in the dark. We need to put you in a dark room and see if oh, you can see. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. I wonder. Maybe, or maybe you're blind. I would in the totally dark trade charisma for seeing in the dark. We'll see. Or if you look at somebody hard enough, they turn into a white dragon. Mm. That'd be cool. We should we should really go see. Uh, I like what you suggested, Yotas. Let's go check out the antiques dealer. Let's 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 see what happened to That's, him. Yeah, if anything. he may be a tentacle monster. <clears throat> okay, so you guys are putting your yourselves together. Uh, Alois, are you? So you basically are rocking an eye patch now. Is that the is Does, that the consensus? I or guess. Is that going to affect uh, my bow use? Uh, well, are you right or left-handed? Right-handed. Well, let's see. What is it, 90% of people are right-handed? Yep. Uh, I assumed I was right-handed, but let's make this interesting. Uh, Nice. I appreciate that. Uh, if it's, uh, I'm gonna roll a 1d10. If it's a 1, then I'm left-handed. Gotcha. Fuck. Are you, you're (laughs) left-handed, so you lost your dominant eye? (laughs) Uh... Well, you said I can see out of it. No, no, you can see out of it fine, but that is a good point to keep in mind. If you were going to be rocking the eye patch, you would need to, like, flip it up. Flip it up before you shoot. Yeah, yeah. for for your for your dominant eye. Uh, uh, I guess I, I guess we'll do that for now. I, mean, I don't really like this eye patch. To be fair, you like can either me. look like a badass pirate or you can look pretty disgusting. Uh, and in the case of the other two guys, you could... Well, I'm going to wear a Michael Jackson glove. Yeah, you can either be rocking a, uh, a rhinestone glove or you can look like you've got an old man hand. Michael Jackson glove. I'm going to put a boot on it. <laughs> You're going to wear a boot? If I, if I like put a rat, if I put a scar across that eye, will it look like it's at least naturally happened that way? If you put a what across your eye? You're going to mutilate I yourself? On either side. So it looks like, like it's a big old scar. Uh, I mean, I guess like, <laughs> the face you just made. Like, if you want, yeah. I mean, I mean, what it looks like is your eye has gone an overall like milky cataract. But I can still see out of it. I feel like that yeah, gives from me what a, you can tell, kind of tactical advantage. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not gonna wear the eye patch. I'm just gonna freak the hell out of people because I need that dominant eye. Okay. So I can't you rolled a one. <laughs> That's pretty I actually, I actually thought I about this situation, <laughs> and I was just gonna be like, "Well, we'll just, we'll just play with." I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to. Believe me. Okay, so uh, you go to meet with Oscar because you want to see how he's doing, right? Is that what y'all said? Yes. And so, yes, please, we'll we'll get our gear and be prepped for the day, though. Yeah. So Oscar, that, that Reich- will certainly confirm if it was touching the dragon that did it. So Oscar Reichtum is the fellow that your 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 elderly jeweler that you dealt with yesterday uh and you pay a visit to his shop he since he's a shopkeeper he's this is early hours so the door is shut upon your arrival because it's still relatively early morning uh so but also i think i mentioned before like basically he holds shop out of his living quarters because it's one of those common rentable rooms so uh the door shut and presumably he's still getting ready for the day I'm gonna bang on it. Bang, 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 bang. Okay. Like that. I touch it with my nasty hand. I touch okay. the door. <laughs> okay, so you touch the door with your nasty hand. 
uh, nothing happens. Okay. But uh, you can hear on the other side of the door a little bit of rustling around. And you hear a, uh, who is it? Talois? I came by yesterday. Oh, oh. I'm I'm indisposed. I'm still in my nightgown. <laughs> uh, you. We really need to see you, like, this instant. Uh, come back in just a little bit. I'll be ready and I'll open up the shop in the next half hour. Does an appendage look as though it's injured this morning? There's silence. Bang on the door. I think it's important that you open the door. He opens the door. You hear the, the, you know, the, the lever turn and it cracks open and you see... A little bit of an eye sticking out at you. He's like, what do you want? He's turned into a lobster, partially. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we, something has happened to us. He says... We want, we, we want to know if it happened to you, too. With that, he opens the door, and you can see that the inside of, of the, the shop is still quite darkened. Uh, he, you know, he has, like, the, the fire around over at the, the mantle, like, the, you know, the main fireplace going, and he's got, like, a kettle on. You can see that, but otherwise, it's fairly dark within the room. He says, quick, come in. Okay. I'll go in. Yeah, sure. Yodas? Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. So so all three all three of you uh, uh, slip into the jeweler's uh, area into into his room. He shuts the door. You know, basically he shuts the door, and you all are looking at him. And so as he turns, you see that he also has the milky eye, similar to what uh, Alois has. Which which side's it on? It's his left eye. Uh, so it's all on the left. That can't. That that's. That's an awful coincidence. What's two to the fourth? Say that again, Mike. Sorry. Oh, I think we've lost Mike. <laughs> oh, this is the dragon <laughs> statue. Yeah, the dragon statue. Do we need to call him back? Uh, uh, hold on. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you now. Sort of. Can you see me? No, no. you're fr- you're frozen. Hear me. Yeah. Feel me. <laughs> Touch me. There you are. I feel like I messed all that up. See me. Can you see me now? Good. Yep. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, you're pixelated and moving in slow motion. Hmm. As long as the audio is fine. Hmm. It isn't. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps capturing him at these awkward, like, you're making these weird faces <laughs> and cursing and cursing. Should we like give him a second? <sighs> I think he turned his cam off. Is that better? Yes. You sound better. Yep. Awesome. You don't look any I... better. You look a lot better. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know what it is. I, this I is my second if I bourbon. So. Replug in my webcam. It fixes it. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to know. No idea. Oh, so the, we only have a. If it's random, if it's left or right, then we only have a one in twelve chance that everybody randomly had their left side. Well, it's because John and I were both rolled fives on that on that roll, right? Right. Yeah. So it it is randomized in some way. Well, right, but I'm I'm, I'm thinking like left versus right. Like we all oh, have a left okay. appendage effect. That's that's true. I, yeah, I don't know. 
we rolled a five and got hand. He rolled a two and got eye. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. And there's six attributes. So Oscar is uh, shivering slightly, and he he says it happened to you too. And he points at Alois. Yeah, it did. Show, can, I you, take can, off. You still see, can you still see out of your eye? He says, yes, I, I, I have. I, I woke up, and this is, this is what greeted me when I looked in the mirror. I throw my cloak off of my nubby, gnarly hand <laughs> and go, and this happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and him, and I point at Yotis. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if we touched our evil hands together. Mm, nothing like good. Wonder Twins kind Don't of. Go cross the streams. Okay, we'll wait and we'll wait and see later. Both touch an orc at the same time. See what happens. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Okay, so we're really sorry, Oscar, but it seems as though we gave you an evil artifact that has damaged your eye. He says the the idol. That's the only thing that we can think of. We all touched it. You How, touched it. Maybe it's the urn. No, it's maybe def- it is the urn. We all touched that too. It's definitely not the urn. It's the <laughs> idol. I know that it is because when I touched I, it, it shot a, a cold sensation that froze me to my core. So maybe <laughs> and you brought it to me. <laughs> we thought you would buy it. <laughs> We gotta fund this operation somehow. I mean, what do you want from us? His jaws agape. He's like, "What? What kind of situation am I dealing with here?" <laughs> My intelligence is twelve. What are your your guys? Fourteen. John. Ten. Okay, so we're not dumb, <laughs> but we made a we we're made just, a bad move we're here. Just mercenaries that wanted to make a little, you know, little listen, little pocket money. Listen, Oscar, we made a bad call. So we understand. If you're he's, angry, he's he's clearly like like running he's pl- like running a numbers game in his in his head, and he's like stroking at his beard, and he's like tugging at it, and he's. You think there's a way to make a profit here? He's like, no. If 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 I'm if I'm if I'm marked, if I'm cursed, I am I am out of here. Uh, I need to go down to Griffin to to sell your urn anyway. I need. I need time to sort this out. Perhaps we'll. Perhaps I'll get better over the next couple of days. Perhaps you'll get better. And he points over at you, Alois. Uh, oh, that'd says, be nice. I don't think so. I think this is permanent. Who knows? It, it just happened. We can't jump to conclusions yet. I think. We'll know. I think also, have we seen anybody else in town since this happened? Did we pass anybody on the way? Maybe it affected the entire town. You didn't necessarily see anybody. I mean, you did see people, but nobody like you know made eye contact with milky eye and nobody like <laughs> shook hands oh, with the other two guys. I was holding my hand out in front and showing people <laughs> waving with it. Just give it a high five. Just pass. Yeah. No, five that, that didn't happen. Five no, that didn't happen. But I mean, but there certainly was activity. So people saw you and presumably you banged on Oscar's door and were admitted. Like you didn't, that wasn't done quietly. So right. I mean, people could even know that you're in here right now because there was activity going along in the walls. Okay. Well, here's what I think. I think there must have been a, a reason that that, uh, that statue was in that chest and completely covered with coins, right? Mm-hmm. It was to keep anything from inadvertently touching it, perhaps. Um, 
So the hobgoblins knew about it. The bugbear knew. So maybe we should bring the chest at least and uh, uh, carefully put that thing in it and take it to the church and see if the uh, the priests yeah can tell us anything more. Okay, uh, so Oscar, as you're doing that, he's nodding in agreement. And he's but as he's doing that, he's sort of moving around his room, and it looks like he's packing up his valise, like a couple of his, you know, bits of of materials. And he says, "This this all sounds good. Uh, I really do think, though, that this is an item that likely just gave us some sort of sickness." And I am going to Griffin to see if I can seek out some medical attention. I will be back in the next. Uh, and he's like running the the numbers in his head, and he's like, you can tell he's basically estimating time and uh, travel and the business that presumably he has to do. And he says, I, I did say that I could be back with the money from your urn within like two weeks, uh, but but really I I can be back in, as soon as uh, a week, so half of a fortnight before I return. Okay. Hopefully um, we find. Hopefully this goes away, or we find a cure by then. I'm worried that we're going to need Oscar's blood or something, and he's not going to be around. Yeah, Oscar, why don't you go to go with go to von Wittenberg with us? Maybe he'll have a cure. Just you know, on the off chance, just just delay just a few minutes. <clears throat> no, he says I need to get on the road now, and I I have no desire to meet with the curate. I don't want anybody to see me in this condition. I'm I'm leaving, and okay. I would suggest do not tell anybody that I'm afflicted because I'm going to come back and I will be fine. <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, that's fine by me anyway. I mean, uh, I, I stand up to take my leave and say, well, I'm going to go back to the room. Are you, are you guys yeah. with me or are you going to stay? Uh, I'll come back. Cause I think we should go see the curate in. And, and as we're walking by when, when uh, Oscar's out of earshot, I'm going to say, you know, if we do need him, we can always get on the horses and ride up and, and bring him back. I don't think we'll need him. Yeah, you, you never know. Curses can be funny. You don't necessarily know how uh, Oscar's heading south. You just know that he's going past Coldfield and a couple of days further southwest down the Great River to Griffin. Right. He's going to get there, and that's where he's going. So you could catch him so long as he's not like flying with, you know the wings of the eagles hauling ass like right. that would be within the realm of, of doing it but but uh i mean he has a, a trek ahead of him it turns out though he had right. his horse is shadow facts so the, okay so goodbye cool. good luck we'll see you soon we hope and if you're cured we'll follow in your footsteps cool let's uh let's go see the curate then he uh Oscar gives you a nod and he says, I, I do, I'm not, I'm not, uh, flying the coop here. I will return. Uh, but I just feel like we, I mean, we don't necessarily have the abilities to heal someone that has an affliction like this. Whenever somebody gets sick, we send them south to the, to the city and there are magic users out of, out of, out of Redspan to the further south, and there's of course a variety of healers that we have access to. So that's he says I'll I will be back, and if I can bring any antidote with me, I will I will do so. Uh, if if one can be had for the price of your urn, would you want me to return with that? Yes. Sure. Okay. He says I'll, I'll like do that. Trade. So yeah, let's go get the the chest with the dragon in it and take it to von Wittenberg. 
because I'm at a loss of what what to do next, and I want to know if he knows anything about this. So, uh, Curate von Vortberg is... <laughs> Vortberg? <laughs> His name is... I have Wittenberg, but admittedly... Yeah, it's it's Wartburg. Wartburg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Wartburg. That was that was the that was the bourbon. Wittenberger. Vit- I have Wittenberg. V- I, like, I, I like Wittenberg. But I don't know why. I, so you get your materials, i.e., your your travel adventure gear that would be with you for the day, as well as a chest that contains an unholy idol, and you traipse <laughs> back to the chapel. In doing so, you pass by the pier, uh, the pyre on which Furka's ashen remains are smoldering you can see at this point things have have burnt down really to just the the crispy bits and uh you're able to easily get to the front doors and knock and one of the acolytes that was there for the service earlier opens the door and and looks at you and says yes uh we must see the curate it's urgent and i i uh brandish my holy symbol of payroon uh-huh with my healthy hand. Okay. Uh, the acolyte says, please, please come in, please come in, uh, and, and brings you in. I mean, he recognizes you as a brother. Uh, not that, not that the, the chapel would be closed to, to anyone. It's, it's open and people can come and go. It's just that it's the morning hours and prayers and whatnot are going on. Uh, so you come in and, and the acolyte says, please, you know, please sit here. And so you take seats at the, the, the various, uh, sort of, earth and stone pews that are carved out around the, the large uh, stone, like, forge and anvil, like, that's like the lectern from which, you know, you might would see priests doing their business, and the acolyte disappears. Uh, within just a, a couple minutes of you all sitting around the, the large priest that you that you saw before the curate comes forth and his robes you know are 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 swishing because he moves in quite quickly and he says uh what is it that you wish to see me about i show him my hand simultaneously let's practice it while he's on his way let's like dramatically dramatically remove our cloaks from our hands three four go five go oh i messed it up anyway we show him (laughs) (laughs) and then uh I don't know what, um, Mike, your character is doing. I mean, I don't have to do anything. He just has to look me in the face. That's true. He says, uh, We seek your wisdom on this matter. Why have our left sides been afflicted, and what connection does it have to this? What fell beasts have you been doing battle with? That's the first thing that the priest says. Bugbears, hobgoblins. Uh, but we Jatabies. found... Jatabies. Jatabies. But we found this, and, and, and with that, I lift the lid... <laughs> On, on the uh, chest with the idol inside. Uh, the the curate looks at the idol and and steps back and grasps at the the hammer that's that's hanging around his neck. Uh, and you can well, hear you sign. can hear you yeah. can hear a slight whisper uh, as he's as he's offering some sort of prayer and. He is clearly doing some sort of, of of divine magic, and he says, "This is a this is an accursed item that is before you." I uh, missed this day in cleric school, <laughs> evidently. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying that we t- us all touching it was a bad idea? He says, uh, "Yes, it, it, please close the chest." Clink. Okay. He he uh, 
he looks at all of you and he says, I guess the first question is, where did you find this? And second, how long have you had it? We found it hidden in a cave. We killed some folks that were trying to trick what, us by uh, running what, a what, fake hotel. Not folks. Oh, not, not folks. Bug not bears. folks. They were bugbears. Bugbears. Uh, I was trying to be inclusive. And nope, we nope. killed these bugbears. Your, your, your people, but... <laughs> and they, we were cleaning up their gold stash, and we found the statue. The priest here touched it, and unbeknownst to the rest of us, or known to the rest of us... I didn't tell was, you. Oh. <laughs> I didn't tell you what happened. We all touched this statue after we found it. And, and you've had it for... Less than a night, or or overnight, you you found it yesterday. Yeah, we found it yesterday. We, we brought it back yesterday. Tried to pawn it off, and Oscar didn't didn't necessarily want to buy it. We're and, not supposed uh, to talk about Oscar. Oh, with that, he says. He says like the, the the jeweler also has seen the statue. Um, he looks like this, and I'm going to point yes. to my eye. Yes, uh, he said. Where have you seen Oscar? You've seen him this morning. Then you've seen his affliction. Yes. The, uh, we can confirm that he is afflicted, but uh, by this point, he's probably already left town. He seemed in quite a hurry to get down south. He uh, makes a quick step over to one of the alcoves, and he you hear him sort of uh, give a quick aside, and one of the acolytes, a different one from the, the first that you've been talking with, appears, and uh, there's a little bit of whisperings, and then the curate comes back, and he says, we, we need to have... Uh, Anyone that has come into contact with this, uh, I knew it. <laughs> say, says, do you say that out loud? Like, stand yes. your hand down. <laughs> well, uh, he just says, if if this is if this is uh, if this darkness can be spread, we must contain it. Um, oh. We don't know that it can Let's be spread. Uh, We're not sure. Just don't touch the dragon. Um, did you okay. Tell him- Tell them about what you guys, when you touched Yotis. Uh, yeah, so when this morning, <laughs> when I found out that my hand was afflicted, I um, moved uh, uh, to touch my <laughs> compatriot uh, because I was overwhelmed with fear and doubt. And <laughs> Yotis uh, uh, was injured by my touch. Uh, the... The curate looks over at Yodas and and he says, "Where did he touch you?" My cheek. <laughs> okay, above okay. my handlebar mustache. He, he reaches out and he touches that that same location, and he's uh, offering some sort of divine divine prayer, and you feel a flush of of energy surge back through your body, and you gain seven hit points. Hot thing. And so he he uh, he says, "I would like for you all to to sit with me for for a moment, and let's see if we can if we can uh, deduce any of the any of the the, the maladies here that well, are, that are affecting you." Should we go collect Oscar before he leaves? Because his plan is to head south. Uh, the curate says that's Uli has has departed and, okay. is, and is laying after Oscar. Uli. <laughs> Uli and uh, a couple more of my of my men are are in route. Okay, good, Your Excellency. Uh, I, I follow and sit <laughs> and remain. Let's silent. find our center. 
So the curate says, and you, and he looks at you, Gustav, and he says, you touched Yodis with the, what's the right word for the hand? Afflicted? The afflicted. Maladied. Yeah. So he says, you, you touched Yodis with the, the afflicted hand. I did. He says, do the same to me. I stand up, slowly walk toward him. There's um, air, like, blowing my hair back, like it's a Madonna video <laughs> <laughs> or a Prince video. And I touch him on the cheek, and then that moment ends. What happens? <laughs> so, well, so you touch him the same way that you previously laid on the hand for your compatriot and did damage to him. So go ahead and roll damage for the curate. Okay. One. Okay. So, so you, you do that much damage to him. So it's at least a little bit of that cold damage sinks in to him. But beyond that, you get the feeling that like you start to feel a little bit mean, like you could do some damage here. Uh, and so I guess the next question is, do you, no. Okay. Uh, because I'm driven to to uh, kill bugbears with this okay. this new weapon okay. that Payrun has blessed me with. This is a blessing. This isn't a curse, you guys. Okay. I'm it's I'm curious to see if like you hit a dude with an axe with that hand if it does cold if it's going to do the cold damage. Oh, that's good. I don't know, so, but I'm I'm totally going to start slapping bugbears across the face and yelling Payrun. So go ahead and roll one d six. One d six. Yeah. Am I going to get another malady because I like this? Two. Okay. I have a weird eye now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would it be weird if you touched my eye with your good hand? You want with your, with my good hand? No, I don't want to do that, but I'll touch your bad eye with my bad hand and see what happens. I don't want to get shocked in the bad eye. Okay. My eye freezes and falls out. Okay, so for the just the the briefest of moments, it's almost as if you're presented with uh, a choice to which you feel like you could have done uh, an exceedingly greater amount of damage to the curate. And just for the most fleeting of moments, it's like you're tested. You're presented with this option to just have uh, overwhelming power over over another. Entity. I and, could have been curate. It could have been me. And and with that, you make the decision. No, and it's gone. Okay, uh, good. But but that was a good feeling. The the feeling that I could have hurt him, or the yeah. feeling oh, that yeah, I overcame. Oh yeah, the feeling. It. The feel. No, no, no. The feeling that you could. That, that feeling of power that surged through your mind was was attractive. It felt Sed- it felt good. Seductive. Yeah. Mm. I want to touch everyone with this this hand. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, high fives for everybody. Right. <laughs> so the curate steps back. He looks over to you, Yodis, and he says, uh, "I would like for for you to lay on your your vile hand and and try to hurt me." You, he, the curate wants me to touch him. Yes, he wants you to 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 to, to try to actively hurt him. I punch him with my bad hand. Okay. <laughs> <Punch> him. <laughs> okay. So so go ahead and roll your attack. Just three d six. 
No, you know, roll a d20 with d20. your with I'm your mod, no with I your modifiers for strength. Six. Okay. So he's not trying to resist, but you just clip him. So you don't actually you're not able to do any damage on top of the the cold damage. But go ahead and roll the one d the one d10 for the curate. Eight. Okay. Uh, and with that, you feel as though you have immeasurable uh, power surging through your body and you you're overcome with almost like a, uh, a temptation of like uh, just just you know it feels a little bit good to squash that bug it feels a little bit good to have you know the partridge in your hands and to wring its neck so that you hear the bones crack what do you do I pause Okay. To collect myself. Okay. And with that, the feeling passes. Uh, similar to your to your buddy Gustav, you get a, a a situation where you were tempted and you let it you let it slide by. But go ahead and roll a one d six. I think it's gonna be harder and harder to resist a as one. we as we use this. Okay. Uh, great. That's just for my own record keeping. Paid no mind to that. Okay, uh, and with with that, he turns the curate turns over to Alois, and he says, "Look at me." I'm gonna look at him real hard. Okay, uh, and he he is casting a spell, uh, and he says, "Are you trying to use your 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 eye?" Um, yes. I'm not exactly yeah. sure how to do that, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, you don't necessarily know, but you focus real hard the way that you think you would be like channeling your psychic energies into your eye, something like that. And after uh, a short few moments, the curate starts uh, mumbling and the amulet around his his throat, basically his uh, his pendant, his his hammer pendant, his his holy symbol, begins to glow, and it's a soft, like a source of light, but it's getting continuously brighter, and it's something that you can see. Hmm. Can I shift my focus down to the holy symbol and, and stare real hard at that? Yeah, you can. It's just it gets bright. It's almost as if you know you could you could see this thing in clear, like in, in clarity. If it was if it was dark, this would almost be glowing. And as you're looking around the room, you're not seeing anything else glowing. But uh, as your as your eyes shift over your compatriots you look over at john or i'm sorry at uh yodas and the fine axe that he has at his side that you all also recovered from your last encounter with the monsters has a similar glow about it there's an aura Ooh, you can detect magic what about gustav's holy symbol does that glow uh it does not oh okay okay Anything else in the room, or just those two items? Uh, just those two items. That's what you see. Okay. The statue. Oh yeah, the statue. That. Okay. So are you opening the chest up? Yeah. Okay. Real quick, just to see. So so you open the chest up, and uh, the statue is almost like a visible, inky 
blackness radiates from it just out oh, I'm, of... I'm gonna like slam it shut and like push the thing away push the whole box away <laughs> okay. and like kind of step back and be like Ugh! Okay, uh, it was it was almost as if that darkness was something that you would be able to see even in darkness. Uh, almost as if it was uh, uh, a color beyond the 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 darkness of nothingness that you could almost even see just the aura exuding off of that. Ultra black. Yeah, there's none more black. <laughs> and with that, your eyes wander back over to the curate. And with that, you feel similarly that you're that that with your comrades, you're given a chance here. Uh, if you wanted to to dominate the curate, it seems as if you're being presented with that opportunity. What do you do? What do you What do you mean by dominate? Because uh, it's it's a little bit uncertain. I guess the the the, the you're you feel as if you could hurt him and and it's it's tantalizing like that ability to 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 sort of exert your your will and your dominance over another creature is something that seems powerful to you i'm not I'm not necessarily opposed to such a thing. Okay. Well, so with within a fleeting moment, it passes. It's it's as if you you had the opportunity, and it was something that maybe if you focused on it, it would come back. But uh, okay. but it's almost as if it was like a minor temptation, as if somebody like you know offers you a cigarette or or offers you their <laughs> flask, and you you know you wait just a second too late, and then it passes on. Right. Oh yeah. Where uh, it's like oh I kind of want to but i don't know but maybe and then they're like up to go yeah the, the opportunity is passed but but you feel certain if you were to 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 sort of call over and say oh over here you know bring that back around the flask would make its way back around and you would be able to to you know okay. par- partake of that uh so okay. do you do you want to try to harness that power again um i'm gonna i'm gonna say to the priest i felt something okay it felt it felt. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm gonna try to get it again. I'm. I'm sorry if this goes wrong, and I'm gonna try again. Okay. So with that, you you focus your 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 stanky eye back on the curate, and go ahead and roll a one d six. Five. I think you did a bad thing. I think I did too, but but I'm real curious to see how this plays out. I'm. It's not that my character's bad, it's just he's also not necessarily, you know, the shining beacon of goodness. <clears throat> uh, so go ahead and roll 10d6. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. 41. Okay, so one second. I'm so sorry, everyone. Alois. You yes. stare knowingly at the curate and focus your psychic energies through you, the lens of your afflicted eye, and you feel the same darkness that exuded from the statue blasts out forth from your eye and pummels the curate, just washes over him like a, like like waves of negative energy, and he is just thrown against the wall within the chapel and drops to the floor. 
I'm, what uh, did you do? What did you do? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna stand there kind of dumbfounded, like what? Um, and and take a second, like what the hell just happened? And kind of like, kind of go over the feeling in my head, and then be like, oh, and then run up to the curate, see if he's all right. I'm gonna rush over to him and cast a quick cure spell on him. Okay. I'm gonna block Alois from being able to get to the curate. It's only it's only two points. But. Okay, so you run over to the curate and and he looks pale. He looks ashen. He looks, for all intents and purposes, dead. But you lay on hands and you can detect a slight <laughs> pulse. Uh, just one hand. And you it's just like <laughs> one hand. Yes, your good hand, not the bad hand. Not the bad hand. You lay on the good hand and you are able to send a little bit of positive energy into his body and you feel that there's life that stirs but the priest himself does not stir i'm going to i'm going to yell out for the accolades help yeah, I'll smack him with my good hand. Okay, so I'm gonna the, grab Alois by the throat and say, "You keep your voice down." The, <laughs> at this point, the the acolytes that are in the other room rush in and they rush over to the curate, and one of them has his hand upon his mace, and he said, "What happened here?" I I I I don't know. I I point at Alois and say, "He looked at him with." <laughs> I, that's what happened. Yeah, uh, he yeah. looked at him. <laughs> With that, he uh, he says, "You stand there," and and he looks like he's about ready to stand, like square off with all of you. And I mean, it, it's I'm, it's only two I'm, acolytes. I'm putting, I'm putting my hands up, like I don't know what the hell I did. Okay, uh, so like, you you've got one acolyte over the curate, and then the other acolyte that's basically trying to protect the two of them, uh, and he's like looking back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and it's kind of a standoff. I, I'm gonna say something like we we he he he, he told me to do it. We came to see him about this affliction, and he to, he he told us to. The the acolyte that's over the curate is clearly praying over him, and and you know there uh, that he's actually like casting a, uh, a more powerful and, and multiple heal spells okay. on him, uh, and and the the curate regains consciousness and is you know looks looks dazed and gazed but he's he's getting to his feet and is propped up on one of the pews and and he basically calls off his his men wow holy crap alois you have a powerful <laughs> weapon <laughs> um uh, are you okay gonna, are you okay I'm sir can I walk up to him and like drop to my knees in front of him? Uh, like, yeah, certainly. I'm so sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, he the the curate nods and he says it's okay. I I ask for it. Uh, and the the acolytes are are clearly just getting little bits and pieces of this conversation. They don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, but it's clear from his actions that that there's that they can stand down. So they're they're standing and around you know their leader but at this point they're not like actively ready to jump you what did you see archer the, you... And, and i'll i'll tell you <laughs> and the and the uh, curate like i saw i saw your axe aglow and, and as well as your holy symbol and and when i looked at the dragon it was 
blackness. Nothing, nothing but inky blackness, darker than night. The the curate nods and he said, "You have all been horribly, horribly cursed, and and I'm I'm afraid for your 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 mortal souls." What can we do to uh, lift this curse from our our uh, beings? He's, he just shakes his head and he says, I don't know. I don't know. How can, how can we find out? When? <laughs> to be continued next week. <laughs> okay, we'll stop there. Yeah, so that's a good, that's a good stopping point.